You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. This is Amanda Roscoe Mayo. I'm here in the studio with uh, Big Sadie, members Elise Bergman and Colin Moore, and um, we are missing Andy Malloy and Matt Brown, but we're here with Elise and Colin. So hi, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Good morning. All right, well, you guys are uh, based here in Chicago, and the sound is a conglomeration of roots, old-timey, country, Americana. That's one way to say it. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Well, how would you define it? Uh, I think those are all good words to use. There's a lot of bluegrass influence, too. Oh, right. Uh, but I, I oftentimes think of bluegrass as a slightly more traditional form, and we're playing original music. It's hard. Genres are, are hard. It feels kind of like telling somebody where you're from. If you, you know, if someone is from Texas, you might say, I'm from Chicago. And then if you're talking to someone from Chicago, you might say, I live in whatever, neighborhood or something. You get somewhere, you get somebody pretty close by saying bluegrass or early country. That gives them the general idea. Oh, you know, just south of Logan Square. (laughs) You get more specific. So you guys are a couple, right? You're married? Yep. Is that difficult or is it just comfortable and natural to be in collaboration artistically together? Oh, it's great. Um, No no discomfort. We've been together for a long time and and been playing music together for a long time. Uh, So it all feels pretty, pretty natural. We have a good partnership or I think people ask that question a lot or we'll ask uh, Matt and Andy what it's like to be in a band with a married couple. Um, and I think they both would say, like, I mean, it doesn't really feel any different or that our, our partnership is sort of based on on collaboration um, in, in a lot of ways. And Elise and I both grew up in very musical families, so it feels very normal to sit around and sing with the ones you love. Elise, I can't imagine there are a lot of bands uh, or groups that have a lead woman on an upright bass. So what is it like to command the stage with something as large as a person next to you, essentially? Uh, it's good. It kinda, it's a little bit of a security blanket. Or, yeah. I grew up playing guitar. I, I haven't played guitar in a long time, but recently performed just playing guitar for the first time in about like eight years. And it, it's a completely different feeling on stage. I, I definitely feel way more exposed. And so I think the bass does have this this commanding feel, but it also is something that you can kind of hide behind. It is. It does also take up a lot of space physically. When we perform live, we most often will play around a single microphone in kind of honoring the, the, the old the old school tradition of of uh, it's bluegrass tradition, country tradition of just having one mic. I think it comes from a time when maybe they only had one mic or that was, it was not, it's a very simple way, but it gives, there's, there's a lot to say about that. Like the musicians are responsible for doing a lot of the mixing. If you're singing lead, then you stand a little bit closer to the microphone. If, if someone is taking a solo, they will, they will step up close, close to the microphone. We like to perform that way, but it's something that we've had to navigate because see other people do that and it's not the bass player who's singing lead so suddenly it's like having a fifth person that needs to fit in this this circle around around the mic 
Yeah, but it's fun. It's kind of ends up being like a dance around the microphone. Please don't leave me for morning. I do think it's more than I can stand. At least wait for the sun to come up. That's one more day I'll be your man. Well, this genre of music is kind of like folk in that it's rooted in a, a history of storytelling and narratives that don't necessarily belong to any one songwriter, um, but can be adapted by you know anyone performing them. So how much of your music is based on contemporary or real life experience and how much of it pulls from this historical writing style? Uh, that's a great question. Um, and I think sometimes it's hard to distinguish when you start to sing a song, it starts to, or you, you write a song and then it starts to have its own life in the performance realm it's really easy to tie personal experiences into that story. I think most of the the songs that we're playing come from a personal place, but maybe are fictionalized or the name has been changed. <laughs> they start to take on new life or, or somebody might say, oh, I really related to that. That reminds me of my sister or that reminds me of this breakup or that reminds me of something. And then the life kind of continues in, in this new way. Keep Me Waiting is your debut album as Big Sadie, correct? correct. Um, and it just came out in May of 2017. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about the album and how it came together? And We had so much fun putting putting the album together. We've been talking about recording for some time, and Andy, Andy and Matt joined us, and a few new songs came out, and it started feeling really pretty tight. A couple people recommended Alex Hall to us, and we felt very, very lucky to have met him and worked with him. But the whole process really was... Um, was enjoyable, something we were, it was, it's pretty new. Matt has done quite a bit of recording, but pretty new to the rest of us. And I guess part of the f- one, one fear is to try to record something and then you kind of lose some of the energy. We wanted that not to happen. And, and I think we, we did a good job not letting that happen. It was really fun. We spent, um, I guess, four days in the studio in, in December. It was just great. We got to hang out and play music all day. Uh, it was great. And so Alex was really, really excellent to work with he's he's a really nice combination of serious but not overly did you guys each have your own mic we did but that yes that's something no. that i think was a, a challenge that we that we were facing going into it or times that we've recorded before where we're so used to hearing ourselves really close or you know we're not using a monitor on stage we're just hearing each other in this proximity and so how do you recreate that sound or um, bring the the energy of a live show into into the recording studio as colin mentioned the fear is that it will fall flat or you sort of lose some of the energy or the sound starts to change and then you feel a little out of control of what you're what you're putting out there. Alex was, I think, recommended because we wanted to have the acoustic instruments sound like acoustic instruments. We wanted to have the feeling of being around that single mic. He set it up, he called it a tree. He built a tree of microphones. So we were still standing really similarly to how we do on stage, pretty close to each other, kind of curved in a way that we can face each other. He had individual mics and he has this great collection of vintage microphones and ribbon mics that really were capturing the sound in in this kind of old timey way, but in this really natural live way and then that's how we recorded the album was we, re- we took live takes so we were singing and playing at the same time which I think is a, a different approach than we'd had in some recording experiences we're really 
lucky to have so many great musician friends in Chicago who are playing rock music or, or pop music. And that's a very fascinating process to watch them record, but so different than how we thought was appropriate for, for this project. And Alex really captured that and was able to get a sound that, that I think sounded like us. It didn't sound like you're listening back to somebody else talking or singing. It felt like this is how I hear it in my head. This is how I hear it on stage. This is how it's supposed to, to sound. Well, that's all the questions I have for you guys. Is there anything okay. else you want to add or say to the good folks of Chicago? Chicago has been so supportive. We feel really lucky to be able to to play this kind of music and have an audience for it. And um, so many people have been so supportive of us writing our own material too. So it's it's great to be able to kind of start as a gigging band who's who's playing you know shows in bars and and playing country music and traditional music, um, and then to have a space to really explore the songwriting. And I, I can't imagine a better city to be in. And I think sometimes people hear a country band or bluegrass band from Chicago. There's so much history about American music that comes from here. We couldn't be in a better place for what the band is doing right now. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, This has been Amanda Roscoe Mayo with Big Sadie in the Chirp Studios. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.